0: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
1: You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS lineup lock, sponsored by dailyroto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Cincata. picking ourselves up after a crazy divisional weekend, and we're also going to give you a little bit of insight on how to win a little bit of cash in the NBA. Only four games tonight because here on the holiday, Martin Luther King Day, a lot of games during the day. Tony, how you doing? How was your weekend?
2: Oh, it was good. I mean, we had victories in the uh, NFL games, right? I mean, uh, the New England Patriots, the Jacksonville Jaguars win. We had a great Sunday. With the Minnesota Vikings unlikely victory uh, on that last play of the game. We had the Philadelphia Eagles, which a lot of people counted them out with Nick Foles. So it was a good
1: weekend. Absolutely. It was a good weekend. And the very last play of the weekend is one that will be remembered for a long time. You know, I love my boy Stefan. Can you digs it? Well, he came through. Tony, I think the real thing, you know, we talk about Williams and how he went for that, you know, try to undercut him. It was a pretty bad play. But I give Diggs some credit because Because I believe that most wide receivers, as soon as they make the catch, they just try to get out of bounds. And it took that second for Diggs to realize he's got nothing but greenery in front of him for the win.
2: See, I I, I go both ways. Because I'm like, did he realize it or did he just get lucky?
1: Um, I think he did. I think he realized it because he got his his footing, and then as the uh, as the good old catch no catch rule used to say, I think he then made a football move, which is to change his direction and go up the sideline. I think the worst part is Williams uh, knocked his own man out of the play. Also, there was another cornerback there that might have been able to uh you know tackle him in bounds if he didn't lay him out. But as it were, it is another miracle for the Minnesota Vikings, and they will go on to Philadelphia. Tony, the Eagles are already road, uh, excuse me, home underdogs for the NFC championship game. Three and a half points. Patriots, nine-point favorites.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was telling people that this Super Bowl is uh, going to be one of the highest-priced Super Bowls to get tickets for uh, that I've seen in a long time because the, you have the Minnesota will be playing at home, so those people won't have to pay travel expenses. So they're going to do whatever they can to get the tickets. If the Philadelphia Eagles, their mad passion haven't been the Super Bowl, there, Jacksonville, never been there before, I have all these bandwagon fans, sold out the game, told took out the tops two weeks ago all three of those there. The only ones that might not travel as well is Boston, which is a big market in there, but they're there every year. So I think it's going to be the hardest ticket in a long time for the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, I agree. And to be quite honest, even with New England Patriot fans, this may be their last glimpse at the dynasty. It looks like the Patriots are going to lose their offensive coordinator, their defensive coordinator, and other key members of their coaching now, staff.
2: How are they key members? How are they key members? They've lost Romeo Cornell. They've lost Charlie White, Weiss. Have they ever lost if-
1: them all at the same time?
2: Uh, I think pretty much Weiss and Cornell were one year apart if they weren't at the same time.
1: Hey, fair enough. I think it could matter because not only will Patricia be gone, but I guess this guy Jones, their linebackers coach, is potentially in the mix for the Arizona Cardinals job. We got plenty of time to talk about that, Tony. We do have an interesting game uh, day of games in the NBA. It's a day of service in the uh, in the country here for Martin Luther King. Our service here on Lineup Lock Live is to give you what you need to win a little bit of cash. So come on right back. It's Lineup Lock Live. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata on the Fantasy Sports Radio network did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network listen on the iHeartRadio app the tune in radio app Eight four F N T S Y. That's eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Your free fantasy source, twenty four hours a day. Welcome back to Lineup Block Live here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Taking you through a Monday Martin Luther King day, some daytime action in the NBA. Regardless of how you did, though, there is a four game slate at night to either rebound or just keep it rolling. Tony, I can only imagine you uh, You play a little bit on the daytime slate today already?
2: Yeah, yeah. I played a little bit of the daytime. I played uh, some all day uh, situations there. So, yeah, it's been uh, the Spurs game didn't go so well today. I thought the Spurs uh, were in a good matchup today. Uh, but they did not put up the fantasy points that I expected with Kawhi landed out.
1: No, they did not. The Atlanta Hawks, in fact, beat them 102 to 99. We do have four games going on in the NBA. Tony, let's dive into them, and then you know we could always circle back to things like who won the biggest cash uh, values out there on DraftKings. We'll dissect that lineup a little bit later on in the show. and We'll also uh, continue to talk about this. How how open is the window for the New England Patriots with their coordinators leaving, their 40-year-old head coach, the drama at the top, but the train does continue to roll on and look good in New England. We'll get that, to that a little bit later on. We'll also get to Tony Cincata's lineup at the end of the show. If you want to know how to win a little bit of cash, stay. They- tuned for the end of the show here on lineup lock live presented by com. we'll give you tony sincata's lineup at the end of the show tony before we dive into this first game which is a rematch of the nba finals with a 230 total i want to first uh, real quick see if there's any big injuries we want to discuss i know james Harden's still out for the rockets on the night slate looks like miles Turner's going to be out for indiana as well
2: miles turner will be out and kyle lowry uh came back today that was uh one injury for all the people out there but golden state has everybody healthy i wasn't sure if Stephen curry this morning would play where he just came back from the injury and they played yesterday but so everybody's playing for the golden state warriors tonight and as of now no major injuries to report on the filler game slate
1: all right so that's good so uh, maybe you won't have to move and shake and change your lineup about 18 times in I'll the try. next 45 minutes I'm still
2: I'm still changing it a million times because I'm trying to get as many guys uh, in against this Cleveland defense it has been absolutely brutal as of late.
1: Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you. We see the Golden State Warriors in Cleveland to take on the Cavs. 230 is the total in this game. And this is obviously because the Warriors are potent. It looks like they're at full health with Steph playing, with KD playing as well. But honestly, I think this is about attacking the Cleveland Cavaliers defense. They're 25th in the league in terms of points allowed, but it looks like their defense has actually gotten worse since the return of yeah. Isaiah Thomas. Correct?
2: Oh yeah, a lot worse. I mean, they're averaging close to like uh, 120 points a game. I mean, it's that bad. It's it's insane. And so tonight, the big three of guys that I like tonight. And when I say the big three, uh, Curry, Durant, and Green. When everybody's there, Clay Thompson's uh, numbers are just not what they need to be. Uh, so I would keep him out. I don't think he's a guy that, you definitely can't play if you wanted to go crazy and play him i actually think andre iguodala is a better play than clay thompson tonight when they play the cleveland cavaliers um you have iguodala match up defensively against lebron james so we have to stay on the court longer and so you can go the three guys curry durant green and iguodala i'm going to use durant tonight and i keep flip-flopping back between Jamal green and chris paul the houston rockets mm-hmm. because that houston rockets game has a uh 229 total yeah
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are four games on this night slate. You got this game, and like you mentioned, the Rockets Clippers at 229 and 230. And then you have uh, the two other games that are, you know, between 205 and 210. So you're going to want to try and get people in from that game. Interesting that you mentioned that Clay Thomas is, uh, excuse me, Clay Thompson is the one who actually kind of sacrifices his shots, his opportunity, his usage rate when all of them are in there. Do you think, though, uh, when is, uh, Clay Thompson then going to realize this and take a max contract and eventually breaking up this team, Tony?
2: Well, it gets to the point, right? When you decide if you want to win or you want to get paid, right? Yeah, well, what happens and when he wins get- his
1: third championship already this year, you know, and then he can kind of move on and get a max contract and be quote-unquote the man somewhere else? You know, it's funny because I think most people would
2: go that way, but the one thing I know that's a benefit, and I was talking about this today with the whole Derek Jeter scenario, right? You spent 20 years or whatever, you know. You spent the length of your career on one team. That sets you up for life after right. that, because you get to be, uh, you know, you get to, you sure. get to go and sign autographs. And you, you wave at the, at the at the arena once yeah. a year. Everybody loves you. Yeah. You don't pay for yeah. drinks for so. about the next
1: 40 years in that town. <laughs> Especially you like you say, if he, if, if he wins, you know, multiple championships, which he already has. Even if he was like the third wheel, he's never going to pay for another dinner in the Bay Area ever again.
2: No, and he sets up a little restaurant like two blocks away from the stadium, Right, a bar restaurant, Clay's Corner. Sure. he sells used cars. Yeah, it goes like that. Uh, nice article on ESPN.com if you want to look at it. Uh, Kevin Durant wants to buy an NBA team, and he's doing all the work. Uh, necessary to be when he retires, be able to own that NBA team.
1: Yeah, we see that that is the new horizon for some players. You know, we even heard, to be quite honest, when there was talk about Puffy trying to buy the Carolina Panthers, Steph Curry kind of uh, you know made it public that he would want to be down with that group as well. Hey, Tony, what about these Cleveland Cavaliers? We talked about how their defense has gone to yeah. the tank ever since Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Thomas does have a salary of only fifty six hundred on DraftKings tonight, and is Usage rate is up over 31% with only four games on the slate. Wait, can we get Isaiah Thomas in lineups tonight?
2: See, here's the whole thing with this game. One, I'm worried about getting LeBron in because of a blowout, right? right. Like, I think that in this matchup, you know what? Maybe it won't be a blowout. They play hard. They've played, you know, they go to the seventh game. It's in Cleveland. Everything is, yeah, it's in Cleveland, but everything you've seen lately, you're like. No, they're going to get killed, right? And uh, you you look at it like that, but we we don't see games in the NBA there. Isaiah Thomas, though, I'm worried about the minutes played. Uh, When we look at what Isaiah Thomas has done and what they've let him him do so far, first of all, when he comes in the game, it is so discombobulated still. It's insane. It's not nowhere and it needs to be. He played 25 minutes the last game. The game before that was 19, 21, 19. So he's up six minutes. But the most he scored in the last two games, fantasy wise, was 13 and 12 fantasy points. Those first two games when he hardly played, he played 19 minutes and 21 minutes. He put up 22 and 26. So is he worth a 5,000 look? Yeah. But I don't think it's anything close to a guarantee. At 5,600, you get a little piece of that high total, so I think he certainly is playable.
1: Yeah, with only four games on the slate. If you're going to spend $5,000 with someone with the potential to go off like Isaiah Thomas, there could be other, uh, you know, worse options. What about, uh, I know you always say that you like the center against the Golden State Warriors. I will, however, yeah. say that Kevin Love is not your prototypical center. <laughs> He'll be stretching the floor. Any yeah. other Cavs you like?
2: He love's okay on FanDuel because you gotta play two power forwards and he's only seven thousand. That that price is a little too low on FanDuel, he's seventy six hundred bucks. And then like I said, LeBron, but here's the problem, LeBron's price is too high. Eleven thousand four hundred on FanDuel, eleven thousand one hundred on DraftKings. I'd rather play Kevin Durant for thirteen hundred less.
1: All right. Well, let's go to our next game, Tony. It is the Sacramento Kings in Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. The Thunder are our 11-point favorites. The total in this one, a little bit lower than our last game. The total is at 209. Tony, I really—listen, I got to ask you on the Oklahoma City Thunder side, I got to ask you about Steven Adams. I mean, I know the big three, you know, they are whatever they are, but like— Honestly, yeah. Stephen Adams has more fantasy points per game than Carmelo Anthony. Their prices are now pretty much the same on DraftKings with Adams at 6200, Mello at 6100, and when I see a game up against the Sacramento Kings, I see that the Kings are 29th in the NBA, def- excuse me, 27th in the NBA defending against the center with guys like Willie Cauley-Stein and Zach Randolph. So what about Stephen Adams tonight?
2: I, I like Stephen Adams tonight at center. I like him, and I like I like both centers in this game. Like, if you wanted to save a little money at the center position, I like both these guys tonight. I like Willie Collinstein. I like Stephen Adams. So they give you both there. And I like Russell Westbrook. I do not like Paul George or Carmelo Anthony tonight. Now, Carmelo Anthony looks like he's got a great matchup on paper because they don't defend uh, the power forward, small right. forward well. The bottom line is he just jump shoots. He doesn't Mm -hmm. get involved in any part of the game. And it's like there's no plays for him. I I just can't go that route when we have so many high totals. And even though this game has a lower total, about 20 points less, I I, I like the two guys in Oklahoma City, and I think a couple of the Sacramento guys are actually underpriced as well.
1: So where are you going with the Kings? Is it the backcourt, or is it like you said, this frontcourt with guys like Zach Randolph and Cauley Stein? I like Zach Randolph
2: and Colley Stein, and I and I get a little concerned on Zach Randolph because I never know how many minutes he's going to play, uh, depending on what kind of move. But at $4,900 on FanDuel, that's way too low for a guy that could put up 30 fantasy points uh, in a game. And I like Willie Colley Stein in that matchup, and I do like De'Aaron Fox if you need to save a little money at the point guard. On DraftKings, The salary is only 4900 On FanDuel, it's 6300 It's not a great matchup on paper, but Russell Westbrook's going to play at a quick pace. They'll go up and down the court. I think De'Aaron Fox is a guy he could use tonight forty nine hundred bucks.
1: Very interesting, De'Aaron Fox with a big gap in his price between DraftKings and FanDuel, making him a potential value in DraftKings, maybe in a GPP kind of scenario. Two games down, we got two more to break down here on Lineup Lock Live with Dane Martinez and Tony Sincana, Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, we're also going to take a look at what lineup won a quarter of a million dollars in divisional weekend. All that and more when we come back. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Lineup Locked Live. Presented by DailyRoto.com.
0: Right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses. No strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
1: Welcome back to Lineup block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It is Dama Martinez and Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, you know, we got uh, one of our fantasy best friends forever, Mikey Florio, down there in the fantasy pit of misery in there for Bavona. If I told you that he was coming back with uh, intros that were by the same early 90s rapper, do you think Mike Florio would know who that rapper was, Tony?
2: My guess is no. Mike Florio would only know 90s quarterbacks.
1: That's possible. That's possible that he knows 90s quarterbacks, Florio. You got to let us know at some point in this segment if you actually know the rapper of both of the intros. Of course I do. That you have used so far today. Alright, right, uh, check this out. It is a Martin Luther King It is a Martin Luther King day, so we had a lot of early games in the NBA The Charlotte Hornets already took care of the Detroit Pistons, 118-107 Sixers over the Raptors already, 117-111 The Bucks over the Wizards, 104-95 Hawks over the Spurs, 102-99 And the New York Knicks in a battle of New York City over the Nets, 119-104 You also had the Bulls over the Heat, 119 one eleven, Tony. With all these early games on Martin Luther King Day, it kind of reminds me of Patriots Day in the uh, in Major League Baseball. You know, early in the season, and they have the marathon and the Red Sox playing at like eleven thirty in the morning. Do you think it does the same uh, damage to people in kind of like season long or weekly? NBA basketball fantasy leagues this this uh, Monday. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think I, I think so because I think people don't. Yeah, people don't pay attention until oh, I missed it. Why won't my lineup go in? So yeah, it absolutely does. Uh, I think it's there. You know, I was thinking the same thing today, but you know, it's weird because it almost feels like opening day in the NBA. Yep. Because you got the games during the day and it's staggered out, and yet it's like two months in the season already, <laughs> right? Like, so there's nothing really to like. Kind of equated to.
1: No, I hear you. I hear you that it's already off and running, but you got to also figure there are people now who only start to focus on the NBA after their NFL season is over, yeah. and that'll yeah. be the case for fans potentially in New Orleans, for fans potentially in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, as well as Atlanta, and of course in Tennessee, where apparently Malarkey has lost his job right after losing to the New England Patriots. But Tony, we do have two more games here on the slate tonight to win a little bit of cash. Let's dive into them. We have the Indiana Pacers in Utah to take on the Jazz. The Jazz are four-point favorites at home. 205 is your total. Tony, I gotta tell you the truth. You told me you like both the centers in another game, the Oklahoma City and Sacramento game. I like both of the centers in this one. Without uh, Miles Turner going, I like Sabonis, and then I like Derek Favors, I think, going up against you know replacing for a Miles Turner I like both centers Both at the 6,000 level What do you say?
2: I like Yeah, I think they're both I think that You look at it um, The Oklahoma City th- center Steven Adams Is a little cheaper That's the only difference um, uh, In this one But yeah I like them both too I think when you're looking At this game Both guys can't cover uh, Anyone I also like Joe I like the uh, Utah side In this game a lot uh, Because they're so poor Defensively On the Indiana side and I think you can go ahead and you can use Joe Ingles tonight if you need a little cheap play. Forty-seven hundred dollars on DraftKing, he certainly comes into play. And I never love Ricky Rubio, but in a four-game slate, you could play him tonight and hope he gets ten points and ten assists. He has those games, but they just don't happen enough. So to me, it's Ingles and uh, Derek Favors are the two guys that I'm looking at. And a little love to uh, a little love to Ricky Rubio. But on the other side. You know, the one guy that's interesting to me is Sabonis at 6,400 right. $6, and 6,500. He's had games where he's put up big points. It's not a great matchup for me, so I'm staying away from him. But the way he plays, he might be underpriced still at sixty four, 6,500. He's been playing well.
1: All right. Well, let me ask you this, Tony, in this game. Why is it that you are not leaning towards either of the shooting guards in this game? Victor Oladipo, who may wind up being the kind of most improved player of the year in the NBA. And then also Donovan Mitchell, who may wind up being the NBA's rookie of the year. Both of these shooting guards, you know, talented, can fill it up, have decent usage rates. Why are you not on either one of these guys tonight?
2: I think villegas Oladipo is a guy you could play. My only problem is the price. Like I, I try to get Kevin Durant in, mm-hmm. so they're only 1300 back. And um, if you take a Jermond Green or Chris Paul, it's just hard to get Victor Oladipo. So it's only about price against a team that plays very slow pace in Utah. So is he a bad play? Like Can you not avoid him? No, you can put him in if you want. I just don't think it's a great matchup.
1: And what about Mitchell? Because this is a kid who really, I believe, has shown himself to really be kind of an ascending, kind of off-the-radar rookie. If you had to ask me who the rookie of the year right now in the NBA was, I would say it's between Mitchell, obviously Ben Simmons in his rookie-slash-non-rookie year, and then the kid up in Boston, Tatum. Who else would you really think about giving it to unless you want to talk about these Lakers that are involved?
2: uh it would be it would probably be no just probably the two of them actually uh, i mean if you really wanted to, you could make the case uh and this is crazy for ball because the numbers if you look at everything except the uh the shooting percentage, those numbers are actually very good, yeah. and uh I think we just have a negative connotation on him uh so they're right there, but the problem now with with Mitchell is the price okay, uh, you look at it he's putting up good quality numbers every night but he's not going over it like he doesn't have a big game. He's priced exactly the way he should be.
1: All right, so there's a little bit of a cap there with his ceiling involved but yep. he's priced at 7100 so maybe a nice little solid. So he might be more of a cash kind of guy than a tournament guy, Absolutely. right, because it may be able to depend on some of the production you're getting from Donovan Mitchell, which has been there at 31.5 fantasy points a game, going for 7100 tonight. That's a kind of like safe 4X. But what Tony is saying is it doesn't have those pop-off games to really win you tournaments. The 6X is not there anymore now that his price has risen into the 7,000s. Tony, our last game of the slate, you alluded to it before. We got a 229 total as the Houston Rockets are in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. The Rockets are four-point road favorites. Tony, I think there could be a lot of production in this game. When you look at the Houston Rockets, still without James Harden, I ask you, where do you think the production will come from? Is it Chris Paul? Is Chris Paul worth the 10,300 on DraftKings tonight. I know there have been nights last week where you really like Clint Capella as well. He's at 7,200. And then what about the sharpshooter Eric Gordon? Might he be in your lineup against the Clippers who are 29th in the league defending the shooting guard?
2: So here's the problem. I, I, I love Chris Paul tonight. I love Eric Gordon tonight. And I love Clint Capella on this side of things, Right. But I can't get all these guys in and get the Golden State guys in, so like, you you got to pick which poison you're going to go with tonight and where you're going, and the, and the Cleveland defense has been so bad I'm leaning to that side, but I do have Eric Gordon in my lineup tonight um, at the two guard there at $7,200. Uh, I think he's a play. I think Chris Paul is a play if you wanted to go there, and, and Clint Capella. As far as that, Gerald Green's interesting, because a lot of people have been riding him lately, but He's at 5,300. He's a shooter. He gets hot. He's going to carry you, but he's not going to get the rest of the categories there. The Clippers team is banged up, mm-hmm. and I think you can get some uh, value out of this Clippers team as well tonight. If you wanted to get those guys to offset, the guy I'm using tonight is going to be uh, Montrez Harrell. If uh, I get news that Blake Griffin's out of Tyrone uh, Wallace uh, is the guy that we'll be using tonight. But if um, – If uh, Griffin's out, I'm going to switch Tyrone Wallace and I'm going to go to Montrezl Harrell.
1: Alright, you were talking about uh, Green who could heat it up on the Houston side of things. Well, as we saw, there's a guy who can heat it up from the Los Angeles Clippers, and it is Lou Williams. What about Lou Williams with a usage rate over 27%, and it does not look like the Rockets really defend the wing all that well. They look to be bottom 10 in the NBA when it comes to defending the wing. Do you want to ride Lou Williams after his 50-burger last week?
2: This is funny because the first thing I did is I looked at that salary and I was like, "Are you are you right. kidding me? Like, why is it so high? Like, there's only four Williams games ever, tonight, Ton. Yeah, it's never been that high in my life, right? And here's the problem I have with playing Lou Williams. He's 200 less than um, I think 200 less than Victor Oladipo, and I like Victor Oladipo better um, in that matchup there. If Blake Griffin didn't play, I would go to Lou Williams. Blake Griffin's usage rate in that big game where he had in the big games that he had is without Blake Griffin in the lineup. Blake Griffin's a hun, and he uh, shoots the ball too much, and it will detract from Lou Williams. So I would go depot over Williams tonight.
1: To be quite honest, Tony, I just checked. Lou Williams is at 8900 Lou, uh Victor Oladipo is $300 cheaper yeah, at 8600 yeah. So absolutely, yeah. I feel what you're doing there. If anything, you can get Victor Oladipo, albeit, though, against the Utah Jazz. Does that give you any concern? And the Utah Jazz are number one in the league defending against the shooting guard. You know the defense of the Utah Jazz.
2: Yeah, I think he, he's a guy that can outplay that, and he shoots the ball enough that I wouldn't be concerned about it if I was going to play him over Lou Williams. If it came down to those two guys, I would still play him over Lou
1: Williams. All right, fine. Are there any punt plays that you like potentially on the Clippers? I'm looking at guys like you have talked about times like Wesley Johnson at only 4,100 going up against a weak defensive team on the wing in the Houston Rockets. And what about our guy Milos? Milos, only 5,100. Could he find his way into lineups as a kind of off-the-beaten-path play?
2: He could, but I looked at Isaiah Thomas. I think they have the same price. So I'm going to take the shot with Isaiah Thomas. I think they're both got uh, some risk concern with it. So I'm going to go and I'm going to take the shot with uh, Isaiah Thomas over. My guy, Milos Tidiosic.
1: All right, absolutely. That's fine, Tony. I just liked, you know, saying Milos a little bit here on Lineup Lock I Live. When we, yeah, when we come back, though, maybe I can find a way to weave him back in. But what we'll also do is we will break down the winner of the quarter million dollar tournament on DraftKings over Divisional Weekend. We'll talk about uh, what he had being the nuts and what, if any, implications you can think about as we play it forward for Chiefs. Championship Sunday this weekend. That's what we'll be doing when we come back here on Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. It is Dane Martinez and Tony Sincotta. And then don't forget, at the end of our show, the Tony Sincotta will give you lineups for a Martin Luther King Day, the night slate in the NBA. It is a day of service here in the country. We're going to give you the service of winning a little bit of money. Come on right back. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez, Tony Sincata, and our guy Mike Florio in the Fantasy Pit of Misery keeping the streak alive with the same early rapper, early 90s rapper As our introduction, we have to make sure, we may have to uh, find out if Mike Florio knows what he's talking about at the end of the show. Tony, we're going to look at this uh, lineup that wound up winning a quarter million dollars over the weekend. Go ahead.
2: Guess what? They didn't win a quarter million dollars, and it was as as dramatic as the uh, end of that Vikings game. So there was a tie. Oh! So they split split 350, so they won 175,000. I'll still take it. Right, but here's how it gets a little more crazy. What's that? The guy that came in first came in third as well. Oh, really? So he, on that Stefan Diggs touchdown, right. he, he had the lead with that third-place team, and then he was overshot. Uh, By himself. So, would you rather have
1: the win outright or split the win and get third? How did the prize money wind up? Because if you just have the first place outright, you know that's your two fifty, right? But then you probably that other lineup was not, you know, a huge cash because that was like what that was like thirteen points in one play. So that other lineup. So So I think you'd rather split the three fifty and have the third place money. I think.
2: Yeah, he ended up with uh, he ended up with two. Actually, no, he he lost. Lost money because it goes. First prize was two hundred and fifty thousand, right. second prize was a hundred thousand. Third was fifty thousand. So he put two hundred twenty-five thousand in the pocket. Right. So he split and the three fifty-one
1: had- seventy-five plus the fifty is two twenty-five. Yeah. As opposed to he was sitting there with uh, too- two fifty. Too- yeah. By himself. So it's
2: not bad. You you think you got beat, right? All of a sudden then you find out you only lost twenty five thousand out of that exchange. It's not that bad.
1: I mean, I think it's I think it's just fine to be honest. The question is though, Tony, I mean, oh yeah ready. That other lineup that had digs in it, if you take the thirteen point one points away, right, does yeah. he, he was still must have been cashing something, maybe like a thousand dollars or something.
2: They came in sixth place, which would have gave him ten grand.
1: So I mean, that's not so. He went from two hundred sixty to two hundred twenty-five, huh?
2: You know what's crazy about that? That that's the problem with DFS, to be honest with people. And this is what we we all in the industry want to get fixed. But the only way to do it is to get more players. Like you come in first place, you win two hundred fifty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. There's a, a total of 82,352 people in this thing. All right? So let me tell you something really quick, really quick. If you beat 78,000 people in this thing, yeah. you know what? It costs you $25 to enter, and you're going to get 60 bucks.
1: Yeah, so that's like in the, if you're in the top 10%. It's possible for you to wind up, you know, simply just doubling your money. Yeah. To be honest, Tony, and this story is another reason. We talk about our friends over at www.fantasyfactor.com. You know, you were here competing against the guy who wound up having two of the top three lineups. You know, and as you mentioned, the kind of hierarchy there in the prize pool. The guys over at Fantasy Factor, you got the single entry possible, and you got some flat prize pools if you don't want to have to deal with this incredible drop-off after to the top like you know say five entries you know
2: yeah and, and you know what and he had a lot more and i'm trying to figure out exactly how many lineups he had in this thing and I just, right what uh, was his actually
1: uh, what was his inlay uh to wind yeah. up with the 265 or the 225 or whatever it was i'm sure he's taking i'm sure he's winning money i sure it was up on the weekend though
2: I, oh yeah I'm sure he was uh, yeah he definitely was up. but I was just going to I'll let you know I'll, I'll I'll what I'll do tomorrow night is I'll get how many total entries but just off the top right here he came in 1st 3rd 18th 51st 56th 63rd 64th 68th, 89th and
1: 129 Yeah uh sounds pretty good and we're going to dissect a couple of people he had in this lineup Tony the first I want to hone in on these running backs okay cuz he had running backs that um had great weeks, could have had better weeks, and so that's where I want to kind of spin it forward a little bit, right? First, Leonard Fournette, who had not one, not two, but three touchdowns. This guy I had was only owned by twenty percent of the people in the contest. What I say could have had a better week is because Leonard Fournette once again dinged up with that ankle, right? So here's my question for, for you, Tony. Leonard Fournette, I believe, is also the most, the highest price running back moving forward for championship game week. Do you trust Leonard Fournette to once again get going? And do you trust Leonard Fournette to stay in the game the entire time? This has been an issue for Leonard Fournette all the way back to his LSU days, Tony.
2: Yeah, I don't know how much of an issue it's going to be, though, because if you look at it in the running backs in this game, right, we're going to have Deion Lewis uh, Jay and then we'll have the two guys out in Minnesota because they both played well this week. Yep, It doesn't give you many options, and you know, if everybody played their best, the guy that has the best game is going to be Leonard Fournette, so I think you have to take a shot with him. He was only on 20% this week, and he's coming off 180 yards rushing, uh, but we got all caught up in his past performances the last four or five games, and he put up a big number uh, there. You know, it was baffling to me is that when you think about it, Ben Rothensberger, right, has the keys to the. Uh, uh, probably the best offense that was left in this, and he was only owned by
1: 5%. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger only owned by 5.8% of the people, and it paid off for that 5% with 469 yeah. passing yards, five touchdowns, even 16 yards on the ground, only two turnovers. You know, you get that bonus as well for over 300 yards. Uh, yeah, Big Ben with a huge total, only 5% Tony, I want to ask you about Deion Lewis, okay? Because Deion Lewis had a nice game, but was vultured three times. James White with two touchdowns, and then Brandon Bolden with a touchdown as well. Listen, we have said all season long, trying to figure out which Patriots running back is always a problem. You correctly, though, said, Tony, going into last week, that you didn't think Rex Burkhead would actually be active. However, yeah, this week think, coming off, I do think Rex Burkhead will be active. Doesn't that further cloud the Patriot running back situation? I, I
2: don't think he will be, or if he does, no? he's not going to play that much. I think what they'll do is they'll take that
1: extra week with the Super Bowl.
2: And, they'll and try and get him ready for the Super like,
1: Bowl. You think they're looking yeah. past the Jacksonville Jaguars the same way that the Steelers were looking past? The Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I
2: think, I, I wouldn't take it that way because I think they'll take it. do we put a 60% Rex hit out there or so what do we go with what we got out here and Brandon Bolden and whatever. And I think they feel comfortable with those guys as opposed to putting a running back out there 60 or 70%.
1: All right, fair enough. And then, Tony, another guy who's interesting that we should talk about here is Corey Davis, who is, interestingly enough, owned in over a quarter of entries in this tournament. This is a guy, if you listen to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you know we have been talking about Corey Davis for months. When Corey Davis scored his first touchdown, and, and, Tony, that was a great play, fending off the receiver with one arm, making the one arm catch with the other arm. Antonio Brown did pretty much the same thing. The following day, when that first touchdown happened, I got to tell you, I texted our guy, the fantasy executive Corey Parsons, and I was like, "Finally, it happened for Corey Davis." And he said, "Yeah, just twenty weeks too late." You know, I mean, this, <laughs> what do you think about this guy? It's gonna be a new head coach, probably a new scheme, probably not exotic Smash Mouth with uh, also, you know, Demarco Murray moving on. Maybe if they get a coach in there that can try to develop Marcus Mariota, and they kind of Take the training wheels off. Couldn't Corey Davis be prime for a breakout sophomore campaign?
2: So when we first started the draft season, I thought this guy was the most overrated guy in the world. Because all these hosts were talking about him and all these things. Like, And I'm like, this guy is going to be so overdrafted. Yet, I watched a couple more films on him and I'm saying, man, he is good. The skill set, set is like there. Owens. Yeah, is there. And so then when I've gone back and forth but I thought this week he was an absolute steal. I thought the price 3400 bucks was too low when you look at a 14 point underdog and they're going to have to throw the ball and this kid's got all the skill in the world. So I thought he was a, a, a an easy play and it he was. He was 28% owned. You look at two studs, Antonio Brown, and Mike Thomas, they were 12% and 10% owned.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think that is interesting as well. Maybe a lot of people were going with that wide receiver two narrative that we talked about a little bit on this show. We talked about guys like who will Marshawn Lattimore be covering? Will it be Diggs? Will it be Thielen, right? We talked about potentially liking uh, Nelson Aguilar as a wide receiver two. We talked about some other options in these passing games. Very interesting that Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas were only owned by you know 10 to 15 percent of the population. Then what I think is funny also, Tony, everybody was talking about how Gronk was the chalk at tight end. In our tight end poll for the people, we only even had three options because we said it's only Gronk, it's Ertz, or it is potentially Delaney Walker. We didn't even include other guys. And what do you know? Vance McDonald, you know, only owned by 5.9 percent of the population, got you, what did he get you, Tony? hundred and twelve yards and 10 receptions you gotta like yeah. that and you gotta like the value he posed so turns out you could have still won not going with any of the top three tight ends even though we were recommending flexing one of the other top tight end options
2: yeah you know what's crazy about this is that i'm, I'm trying I'm to fine. verify it now um vance mcdonald might not have been the top owned tight end on his team hmm. uh, because jesse james, jesse james had some good games had some good games there, and I'm trying to find his ownership uh, level for uh, this tournament. And that's the crazy part, right? He had a 5% ownership in Vance McDonald. He's a guy that had a good uh, receiving background in San Francisco, but he hasn't been really healthy since he put on the Pittsburgh uniform. And I thought that that was going to be a big difference, but hey, he came through for fantasy owners in a big way when you get 24 points from your tight end. It's hard to lose.
1: He did. And listen, I think that the Steelers have been trying to fix their tight end position for a few years going outside the organization. Remember, they signed Ladarius Green trying to be that guy last year, but he unfortunately had the kind of nagging concussion issue. They traded for Vance McDonald this year, so you got to think that they uh, had some ideas that he could have been a weapon or an option for Big Ben like this. When we come back here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Lineup Live, Live presented by dailyrodo.com. My guy, the Tony Sincata, gives you his lineup on DraftKings for a four-game holiday slate. It is Martin Luther King Day, a lot of daytime games in the NBA. We got the night slate covered from the Tony Sincata. When we come back, it is lineup live right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Lineup of Block Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Cincata on a holiday. It is a day of service here as we are on a Martin Luther King, our service, is trying to give you the lineups to help you win your leagues and win that cash. Hey, Florio, you're down in the fantasy pit of misery. You kept the streak going. I gotta ask you, what artist is represented by all the beats you've been using in our um in our intros today? Big L. Very good. That is correct. <laughs> now, L. what I have to ask you, though, Florio, is would you have known that if that was not included in the file name on the computers right down there in the fantasy pit of misery? I'm not going to pretend like I'm a huge fan of his, but yeah, like I know like his big songs. Like I have them on my like, playlist and stuff. Really? I can't dive too deep in his, uh, his like, library. He got Big L on his playlist. He had Big L on his playlist, Tony. The question is, do you believe him?
2: Yeah, I believe him. Mike Florio is a pretty honest guy, man. He had is Mike Florio lying for many years, which was uh, well-run, uh, organizational. Uh, he just gets it done. Mike Florio, I don't know, man. Why would you, uh, were you one of those guys that was like the uh, 10-year-old white kid that would dance around at parties and thought you are going to be a rapper? No, no, never.
1: Do you think that was that guy? Uh, I think Frank Stanfield was more of that guy. He okay, was that I guy. That? <laughs> I'll tell you who is definitely that guy. It's our guy in the morning, Don Burns, who's in the uh, fantasy pit of misery. I can see Don Burns trying to front like he knew our guy Big L digging into Crates fame. And this is a guy uh represents Harlem, one three nine in the danger zone, referring to one thirty street. But If you're here listening to Lineup Lock Live, you are here to not know about the danger zone. You are here to know the Tony Cincata's lineup in the NBA. A four-game slate in the association on a holiday tonight. How about you flop the nuts, Tony, and give the people some uh, money-making picks.
2: Yeah, we're going to stay away from the Big L tonight. We want Isaiah <laughs> Thomas at 5,600. Andre Iguodala gets extra playing time. He covers LeBron head on 4,100. Kevin Durant, 9,800. Jamron Green, 7,700. Steven Adams, uh, because it is a holiday, so we'll go with the former American president, 6,200. Eric Gordon, 7,200. Joe Ingles, 4,700. And our guy in L.A., Tyrone Wallace, hopefully can, continues to get it done, 4,400. The latest midfit to get an opportunity to play.
1: All right, Tony. Now, I understand Adams was like our second and maybe fourth president. But if Stephen Adams ever wanted to go, I would, I would uh, be part of the birther movement. I would have to check his birth certificate. Isn't he Australian? He might be. I don't know. He's got a lot of
2: tattoos. What does that make him?
1: I don't know. Well, that makes him like 85 percent of the NBA, if you want to know the truth. I once (laughs) I once checked out there was something like compare. What do you think is greater, Tony? The graduation rate of like the ACC conference in college basketball or the percent of college basketball players that have tattoos?
2: Oh, it's definitely the tattoo. There's no doubt in my mind. Do you think, think that is the, the case for
1: every conference in college basketball? Maybe not
2: the Division Ivy 1. League. Maybe not the Ivy yeah, League. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say Division One. One A. There's a lot of those like Ivy League schools and like the military academy. Right. I think there are those those might be close. The other ones, forget about it. <laughs> Why is everybody gone tattoo crazy?
1: I, I don't know. I actually do not have any tattoos. I don't know if that maybe disqualifies me. I'm not necessarily a millennial like Florio. Hey, Florio, you got any tattoos? He, he doesn't I have one. He has one. He has one. I no. want more, but I only have one. Really? This may be something we want? have to delve into on the Fantasy Freestyle yeah. coming up next on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What do you think, Don?
2: Yeah, I think a good tattoo situation should be there. You know, I only have one, too, and it took me 34 years to figure out what the hell to do? That's the whole problem is what do you put on? It like, sound, you it's sound like or, a guy
1: that would have like your ex-wife's name and then change it again and then change it again. Oh yeah. Like yeah, Left Eye me. did with Andre Risen and whatever team he was yeah. on. That's certainly, that's how it all went down. <laughs> Fair enough. Hey, Tony, you have a good night. I hope you win a little bit of cash on tomorrow's episode. Also, only four games on the slate, so maybe we'll dive into the quarterbacks and running backs. Big full slate of games on Wednesday, so stay with us all week long on Lineup Lock Live.